Hey guys, welcome to the Save Continue podcast. Uh, my name is Shanae Howard. This is Tommy Shelby. Hello. And this is Ryan Robinson. Hello, how are you? Uh, I'm well. Every week to get together and talk about video games and video game related stuff. Yeah, and that's true. Yeah, every week. Every week. For like five years. Not that long, but not, the, not that far off. Yeah. Uh, so what have you guys have been playing? Well, uh, so... I want to tell you guys about a game called Conan Exiles. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's my review. Wait, is that the one that has the dong slider? On the PC. Yeah. Yeah. And also the PAL versions of the uh, of the console has the has the ding dongs. Yeah. Uh, that game's real bad. That game is not fun. And you're a fan of these survival games. I'm not. I love a good survival game. Uh, Conan Exiles is not a good survival game. <laughs> uh, played uh, for about. I want to say four or five hours uh, with my girlfriend doing some, trying to build a base and you got a living in the harsh lands of Hyboria. And uh, it was, it was five hours of not fun. Yeah. More like Laboria, huh? Exactly. Uh, get it, Shanae? Yeah. Like you boring. Yeah. Like the, no, like laborious. Yeah. You know that, you know what laborious means? Shanae? Hmm? Uh, enlighten me. I mean, now that you're a Catholic. <laughs> oh, that's right. Sinead's a Catholic now. Yeah. yeah I, Congratulations I on your confirmation. I Conversion. Yeah. The yeah. church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I converted today. I picked up, I'm back into No Man's Sky. Love that game. I don't need to say much more about that. You know what No Man's Sky is by now. Um, and playing a lot of, uh, also playing, a, still working on Monster Hunter. So I got two more trophies to go. There's two more. But you've had two more for a minute now. No, the last, uh, yeah, well, I had three more at one point. Okay, okay. Uh, And that one was, yeah, because uh, I had one that was really easy to get. It was just do 50 arena quests. I did that. So now I just have the two more that's, so I, I imagine I'll still be working on those trophies when the PS5 comes out. Sure. I, I just, this is the way that the, the numbers, the dice rolls are not in my favor, like, at all. I really feel like I'll still be working on that when PS5 comes out. And also been playing um, uh, Far Cry 5. Oh, yeah. I saw you playing that the other night. Oh, uh, yeah. And also, Tom and I played Mortal Kombat X the other night, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Nice. I was Jackie Briggs. Jack Hay Briggs. Jack Hay? Sure. Yeah. I was Shaka Khan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, really good game. Um, Tom is concerned about Mortal Kombat 11. Um, yeah. I've voiced that on here before. Yeah. We'll I'm see, still excited for it. We'll see what happens on the 23rd, uh, which, by the way, Shanae, uh, I I think that I, that uh, there should be a Mortal Kombat 11 party. Uh, you should attend and play Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah. I'm down. Okay. Okay. And we're going to watch the movie and the show, too. Yeah. Okay. You, have you watched the show? Not the show. You should actually really, you should just, watch the first season of that show. Just yeah. the web series and the movie. That's well, what that's we're what we're talking about. about. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about the web series? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. Not the cartoon. Yeah. Okay. The cartoon has no blood in it. No, this had blood in it for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about you, Tom? Uh, well, first, uh, thank you for bringing this wine today. It's pretty good. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's not it, bad. Tell us what it's called. Josh. It's called Josh. Josh. We're drinking. So get yourself a bottle of Josh. Yeah, Josh. <laughs> uh, I've been playing two games mostly. Uh, Metrico Plus. You guys ever played Metrico? I know Ryan hasn't. Have you ever played Metrico? Mm, no. Okay, so Metrico was a Vita exclusive. Uh, it's no longer that. And the Vita version of Metrico 
used all of the Vita's functions. So like the camera, the microphone, the back touch, the front touch, all that shit, right? Like Tearaway? Yeah. Um, I think Tearaway does a better job of using the, the Vita functions, but yes. Mm -hmm. uh, Metrico Plus takes all that out. So okay. it can be on other consoles, you know? Um, and I actually like it more. So it's a 2D platformer. I guess you could call it a puzzle platformer uh, with a strong emphasis on math. Uh, so you see like, you know, things broken up into different fractions and you're shooting things at different uh, specific angles to accomplish these tasks to progress farther and farther. Uh, and it's all about like uh, cause and effect. So like you'll get to a point where like you need to raise a platform, right? Or like make a set of stairs out of these separate platforms and they all look like they're part of like a bar graph, you know? Okay. But like in order to get those platforms to raise, you have to do something. And it's it's different from like screen to screen, right? So it might be each time you die, a platform raises. Or it might be jumping to the left raises a platform while walking to the right lowers it again. You know, like shit like that. Uh, super smart game. Severely underrated. More people should play it. Um, I've also been playing a math game. Uh, a couple math games. Frog They're, Fractions? No, it's just like mobile ones that... Uh, not at all gameplay like that. It's either... Um, math Blaster? <laughs> math Blaster 5000, yeah. You don't need a lot of math for Metrico. Like, if you're not good with math, you can still be good at Metrico. Uh, I just I just honestly like math. So, yeah. like, one of them is just, like, straight up... Like, it's pretending to be gameplay, but it's just straight up, like, multiplication tables. And, like, you get achievements. Uh, for, like, that's called edutainment. We yep. did an episode on that a few years back. Yeah. No, I like... Um, I just... I don't know. I just, like... It's been, uh, I've been having some issues with, like, keeping my anxiety at, like, a pretty steady level. Yeah. It's been, I've had a lot of moments where it's been, just been spiking randomly. Yeah. Uh, and so I've been using those math games to, like, help calm me down because, like, A, it's something that I actually, like, I'm good at. And because sure. I'm good at it, I enjoy it and it helps me, like, get grounded again. Sure. Right. Uh, also, the Ace Attorney trilogy, the original three games, Hell came yeah. to Switch. Well, they came to multiple platforms. But I've been playing it on Switch. Uh, it's great. It's yeah. still it's still great. Uh, and my daughter's playing it, and she's loving it too. Uh, Phoenix Wright is the first visual novel that I've played and enjoyed thoroughly. Well, you know, we've talked about the visual novel genre on the show many times because Sinead is a big fan of them. Yeah. Um, and I've I've said in the past, like it has to be there has to be some more things for me to do for right. me to really get in. So like Danganronpa, which obviously Danganronpa is very similar to Ace Attorney. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's great. So those are on our switches now, Shanae, if you want to play that. Uh, you know what I saw? I saw the Octopath Travelers coming to the computer. Yeah. Also, people are like $30 for this whole, it's three games. Three games. It's That's 10, $10 bucks a, a game. game. And like. And Phoenix Wright is a lot of game. Yeah. The first one's like fucking 16 hours, yeah. you know. You pay $10 for that. Yeah. It's not even a dollar an hour. It's right. less than. Yeah. Yeah. So, so buy it. There's that math. You put that math to work just then. Thanks. Good job, man. Uh, I've actually like. Oh, and Spelunky. Been playing a lot of Spelunky. We played Spelunky the other night. Uh, or Spelunky? last night. You never. Oh, wow. You know what Spelunky is? Cool. No. Spelunky is like one of the more popular roguelikes. Yeah. Uh, I've never gotten that deep into it, but over the past week, I've been putting a lot more time uh, because I like Derek Yu quite a bit, the game's developer, uh, and because Spelunky 2 looks super great. You know, so I'm trying to get a feel for it, and I'm I'm slowly getting better and better and learning what items do and uh, progressing farther and farther. Yeah, roguelikes are never anything like I've ever sought out. Like if I've ever played any, it's just like I happen to come across them or somebody else is playing it. Yeah. 
So yeah, I'm not not familiar. So my biggest problem with most modern day roguelikes. Well, hold on, Tom. Tell tell Shanae what Splunky is. It's a modern day roguelike. It's a two D side scrolling roguelike where you're like this little explorer, mm-hmm. uh, and you're going through this like cave system. Um, I want to be. And a you you look explorer. like you look like a little chibi Indiana Jones almost, you know. And uh, yeah, you've got like so many hit points, which you can get more hit points by like uh, there's a little woman. So if you save her in each level, you get like another heart. Tom held her a few times. I was like, I was like, oh no, this sounds like it's going to go a bad route. Okay. Saving her is good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just, it's hard, but it's fair. Like you, you die a lot, but every time you die, you know what you did wrong, you know? Uh, and it's, it's fun. There's a bunch of traps and shit and monsters and all that. And, uh, yeah, it's, it, it just plays super well. What I dislike about most games in the genre is the proce- the procedural generation, but like here, I don't know what kind of wizardry Derek you has figured out here, but like whatever, and it's not randomly generated; it's procedurally generated. Yeah. Whatever random level you get, it's typically pretty smart, you know, and works well. So I like it because of that. Uh, so like from games that you suggested last week, I did. Uh, I really do like Baba is You. Yes, you played it. Yes. Oh yes. Uh, I play. I've played a lot of it actually, and I did. Mean, you find Kiki? Uh, yes. Kay. Wait, wait. I think so. A little pink guy, Kiki is you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I've gotten past. I've gotten a couple levels with him, like where it's Kiki in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've actually also suggested it to. Um, there's actually quite a few of my coworkers at my job that like. Um, we are like allowed to have like. A switch or whatever. Yeah, switch yeah. or like play like you know or what like cool, watch movies. What a cool job. Yeah. Uh, I used to play Vita at work. Well, that was a long time ago, though. Yeah, maybe maybe I can get you a job there. Sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I could do it on my own. Yeah, you could probably do it on your own. That yeah. would probably end up better. Two fucking who loops. <laughs> don't, don't fucking dox me, Tom. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so I'll cut have, it out. Thanks. <laughs> In post. <laughs> So you can have like your switch at work. So I've actually, uh, so a lot of my coworkers that like I'm friends with that I have switches, like or that have switches. I've been suggesting that to that. Thank you. Um, the other game that you suggested that I play, the one where it's like a story and it's like each day, and you say you've been playing a day, like like night in the day. woods. Night in the woods. Could not really get into it. Wow, that's surprising. I I made it a couple days. Like I'm back in the town. I've like run into my old friends. I hear that story's supposed to be super relatable to people in our age group. I mean, I guess it depends on your life experiences. Yeah. Um. Did like, you find the arm? Did you poke it with a stick? Mm. No. No. Like, I think I gave it like three or four days. So you haven't even done crimes yet. There's crimes. Yeah. Cool. No. You and your friend, you're like, let's let's do crimes. Do oh, crimes. Do, do crimes. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm no, into it. Uh, I've like run into all of my friends. I've like talked to my parents a couple times. I've like. You play the bass? Yes. I was really, really bad at it. <laughs> That's another reason is like I'm really bad at like rhythm games. You don't have to do it. Like you don't have to be good at it. So you know? like I just played the bass in my room to like practice yeah. the first time I played it. I love it. that song. And the first song? That I was really, really bad at it. Like yeah. your first like. Like. And I thought that was supposed to be my introduction to it. But then later when I met up with my friends, they're like, oh, you should try out the bass. Yeah. And that song was much easier. Yeah, yeah. Much, much easier. And so I did pretty well at that song, which I was surprised about because, like, I normally am pretty bad at, like, rhythm games because I was bad when I did the practice. I was a lot better with the one in there, but I also am still not good at it. Like, My I, problem with, I, it, I, with I, playing it on the Switch 
was like I had to recalibrate my brain for like B A Y X. Yeah. You know, instead of A B X Y. Yes. Uh, that was. But a, once I adjusted to that, it was flying through them. I, I, I could not adjust. Granted, yeah. I've only played, I only played the base three times. Yeah. So. Uh, Did you play the dungeon crawler, like the Diablo like game that no. she has on her computer? How no? many games are in this game? I mean, just a few, but there's little things for you to do. Like, you don't have to play that game at all, sure. you know? Yeah. But, but why would you not? But like you're you like watched a lot of porn on your laptop, so like your friend has to fix it for you. <laughs> and like once he fixes it for you, he's like, "Oh yeah, you remember that game we used to play together? Like I put it on there, blah blah." blah and it's basically Diablo, you know, right? right. Like um, a really watered down Diablo. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get to that part. I just like I was playing it, and I was just pretty excited to get a save point so I can go like do something else, and then I'd get back to it. And I'm like, oh, you know what? Like it's like Tom really likes this game. There has to be more to it. I just started it. I mean, it's not for everybody, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's one of those things where, like, I get why you like it. And I and I get why other people would like it. I just could not get into it. Shanae, how many hours have you put into this game? Uh, Probably like an hour and a half. Hour? Yeah. If you did, like, three days, probably something like that. Uh, yeah. yeah like, I, like I said, I met all the friends. I, like, I met all the parents. I didn't. Uh, I played the bass. Like, they, like, got me into their band. Yeah. One of the guys seems like he has a really big crush on me. Mm. Or not me, like as a person, but like the character you play. Uh, That's just the vibe I got from it. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, so I'm still. You like, run into your, like your ex at a party at some point, and you like throw up and make a fool of yourself because you got too drunk. Awesome. That's, <laughs> Always awkward. That's really relatable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe not ex, but I just crush. Yeah. My crush is there and just throwing up. Um, so I've also still been working on the Kingdom Hearts Platinum. Um, I'm getting closer and closer, and then Corey and Sandusky might help you out with that. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, I, I might hit them up, but I I do know what I need to do. It's just the grinding to get there. Mm. And then I played. Uh, I hooked up my Nintendo Wii for like a day and played nice. and played Breath of the Wild again. Oh, your Wii U. Sorry, Wii U. That's what I meant. Uh, so I hooked up that and I played Breath of the Wild. I'm glad. That's awesome. After we talked about it. I was like, oh, I really want to play it. And I've then, been playing through it too. I'm almost done with it again. And then my uh, one of my coworkers that like sits right next to me, and uh, quite often like we it we can choose where we like want to be at. We have like we have a general area. But we can be wherever. So you don't have like a sign seating. No, like okay. with Boost Mobile, they say it's not where you come from; it's where you at. Sure. Yeah. Where you at? Yeah. Uh, they call it like hotel seating. Like you can be at any desk. You can use any computer. Uh, what, like, like just like in a hotel. I liked having my own cubicle when I worked that sort of job. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I definitely. I then you could spruce it up. I yeah. yeah, that would be kind of nice. But like you could have Kako Demon at work. You know, that'd make your day better. Sure. Look at him. Yeah. Like other positions. You can sit there and ponder what his two holes are for. Yeah. But uh, so like I have a uh, so he normally sits like ends up just sitting next to me. Uh, so and he also played. Uh, and we we had the same schedule. We ended up like taking a lot of our breaks and lunches together uh, at the same time. And he also smokes uh, cigarettes, which if you didn't know, don't say that on the show, Shanae. Right. Uh, I'm terribly addicted. But now that I have converted um, to Catholicism, to Catholicism, right. it's going to help me uh, quit smoking. Sure. sure. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so he is. He just bought a switch like a week and a half ago. Yeah. Lucky duck. So he's been like really excited about games. Uh, and he, uh, so I got him into Baba is you. I'm so proud of you. It's because of you. This is like, it's a game that like I knew was good. Right. But I was like, no one's going to buy this. No one's going to play it. And it's 
been blowing up. Like as far as that level of game, right? Like it's it was number one digital Switch games for a while, you know? Very happy for that team. Well, he's like um traditionally uh he's like a like fighting game fan or something like the blood uh like Bloodborne Demon Soul ser- or Soul series. Like that's yeah. his like jam. I had a Bloodborne dream recently. Really? Um more yeah. like a nightmare. Ugh. Uh, but yeah, so he either like plays stuff on PlayStation or like that's basically like what his jam is. Yeah, yeah. And so he just got a Switch like a week and a half ago. So he's been it's been like super exciting talking to him. Like, and he got uh, Breath of the Wild. And it's hard because there's a lot of trash on there, you know. Yeah. Like it's good he has somebody like you to recommend good stuff to him. Uh, yeah. He actually like uh, at one of our last smoking breaks was like, man, like I really like I like all the games you've been suggesting are super good and like maybe totally good. But I did give you credit, and I was like, yeah, like, a lot of the Switch games that I do play are because of, like, one of the guys I do my podcast with. Because I buy them. I'm your supplier. Yeah, yeah basically, yeah. yes. You're, get, you're getting high on your own supply. <laughs> you're getting high on my own supply. <laughs> yeah. But I'm also, like, suggesting supplies to other people. Okay. Suggesting supplies. Yeah. <laughs> Friend prices. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I wanted, I want to mention this before I forget. Uh, did either of you guys uh, see that Capcom teaser? For what? Uh, supposedly some, uh, uh, some compilation that they're doing. Oh, uh, real quick. I just want to say, uh, he's been, uh, he was like on the fence about getting Odyssey or Breath of the Wild. And I described both of them in my opinion, both of them. And yeah. he, uh, he ended up getting Breath of the Wild. To me, that is the better choice, but I think Odyssey's fantastic too. Oh, no, no, no. Like, yeah, he's good. Uh, it, and it's also because I said, uh, I, I don't plan on playing Odyssey anymore and I have it physically. And I said he could borrow it once he like has more times for games. Mm-hmm. He's going to lose it. Okay, so tell me about this Capcom thing, Ryan, because I don't know what you're talking about at all. So, uh, so I saw this uh, this uh, Capcom teased uh, some new thing that they're doing, and it's a compilation. Like the last time uh, they put out a compilation, it was the uh, the beat 'em up bundle, right? And so it was a bunch of scrolling uh, beat 'em ups. Uh, but they're also uh, apparently they're gonna they're gonna have s- that this new thing that they're doing is gonna have some of those in there, but it's also gonna have some. Like other games like that they've that they've done too, like spanning across more genres and that. Okay. Uh, so they're going to be some fighting games like they they they, they uh, there's some dark stalkers in there. Awesome. Uh, but they also um, I also saw mention of their Alien versus Predator game. Shut the arcade one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So like that. I, and this is confirmed. Uh, yeah. I th- I wait. Let me. Now, I don't know if it's confirmed, but like I've seen it, I've seen it all over the place. So, so the, I wanna, I, for those that don't know, the arcade version of Alien vs. Predator has never been on a console. Yeah. The Super Nintendo version was similar, but nowhere yeah. near as good. Uh, one of the best beat-em-ups ever made. Yeah, so uh, I'd like to get some confirmation on it. I saw it right before, uh, right before I left and uh, came over. But yeah, if that if that turns wow. out to be true, I'm really. I'm really excited. I mean, I would, and it wouldn't be. It's like you and I talking the other night, right? Like between the Mega Man Legacy collections and the Disney Afternoon collection and the Street yeah. Fighter Anniversary collection, the Capcom Beat 'em Up bundle. Like they keep doing more and more and more of them. Uh, I I hope they continue doing that. Stuff, well, man. it's cool to see the. It's cool to see them putting more of their arcade hits, yeah, like available to play at home because there are a lot of games that they did for the arcade. Uh, that never came to consoles, right? And they're well. These collections are pretty well done. Yeah, like. Street Fighter Anniversary was probably the laziest of them all, but like it still had like a bunch of great concept art to look through. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's fantastic. Yeah. Um. So if that turned out to be true, that I I man, I've been wanting to play that Alien vs Predator game. Yeah. For 
ever. Yeah. Like, it's it's a fantastic game. So uh, I hope it turned out to be true. And I'm also excited to see what else they're going to put on there. But I just want Darkstalkers back. Well, see, that's that was that was another thing, too, is because we were just talking about, um, like, either a new Darkstalkers or them doing another Darkstalkers collection. Yeah. Um, and so... I'm wondering if they're just. Gonna, I'm wondering how many Darkstalkers they're going to put on there. Well, I'd like to see them get into some of their later stuff. So yeah. if they do like Darkstalkers three or like uh, Power Stone or yeah. whatever, you know, Rival Schools. So I remember, I'd be super super psyched for that stuff. I I remember the because uh, I I mentioned the Darkstalkers collection that I had for PSP, um, and that it basically had all the Darkstalkers games on it. So yeah. um, I'd like to see them do that again, but it's funny because it's such. It's such an easy thing for them to do, yeah. Because like they're not doing it right. It's the same porting house that's doing all of them, right? Um, but I can't imagine it costs them very much, and they got to see a big profit on all of them, yeah. You know, uh, and you know, Konami's dipped their toes in with the the first Castlevania collection, sure. Um, now, now they're doing three more collections, yeah. Uh, but like Capcom has done such a better job. Like that well, first Castlevania collection is great if you just if you just want to play those games, it's great. But there's no like extras or anything like yeah. that you know well i just i feel like the capcom collections are i think they're curated better yeah uh and there's more stuff around the edges uh for you Whereas, like because i it seems very much like like, like now like six castlevania games is gonna be fucking badass you yeah. know uh it just seems like the 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 capcom games are they're not geared just toward people who want to play the games but geared toward people who are fans of capcom yeah and their lineage so that's, yeah. that's really neat uh so if this turn if like if if this turns out to be like legit, then I'm I'm gonna be really excited for it. But I've been seeing it like in a lot of places, and I'd so. be surprised if it's not. Honestly, yeah. with their track record the so past few years, I'd be surprised if it's not. What I'm from what I'm understanding, it's not like a uh, it's it, it's not going to be, it's not being released in the same format as the beat 'em up bundle though. It's being released. I look like from what I read, it was like a uh, it's like a um it's a plug and play kind of thing, like a like oh. like a fight stick thing. Yeah. yeah, so that's I mean, don't get me wrong, I mean, but at the same time, I mean, still tempted, right? Uh, I don't, but, but at the same time, uh, it, I think it would be smarter. It like, I would, I hope that's not true because I think it would be smarter just to release it like in the same way that they did the beat em up bundle, it'd be less risky, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just excited for the Alien vs. Predator game, I just really want to play that, yeah. So, um, so this week, Brian, huh. You want to talk about Max Payne. Okay, so um, I know that Tom is a little bit familiar with Max Payne. Uh, very little bit. I love Remedy. Yeah. Max Payne is kind of a blind spot for me. Uh, Shanae, have you played any Max Payne games? Have I played them personally? No. Okay. I played Max Payne 3. I watched a streamer. Play. That doesn't count. Max Payne 3 doesn't count. Uh, Play some of it. And I like after half an hour, I was like, I do not care about this game. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I played like the first half hour of the first. So one. I didn't. So <laughs> your statement about three doesn't count. I don't know what that means. I say that because it wasn't made by Remedy; it was made by Rockstar Games. And okay. I want to talk less about like who made each one and more about just those games. Yeah. Um. So on that first note, though, uh, Max Payne was my introduction to Remedy. Um. And what else has Remedy made? Uh, Alan, Alan Wake. Uh, okay. They're coming I out with Control. Quantum Break. Quantum Break. Or is it Quantum Shift? Quantum Break. Quantum Break. What else did they play? What did they make? Quantum what? Break. Before that. Max Payne. Oh, you, I thought you said something else. But Alan okay. Wake. I thought you said something about Control. Control is their next game. Okay. And it looks fucking awesome. That game looks so fucking cool. 
Yeah. Um, I think that I think that better rule bureau of control. Yeah, that game's that game's gonna be badass. All right, so real quick, mm. how many Max Payne games are there at this moment? Three. So it's also a movie, which I will also talk about. Um, <laughs> before you get further into it, just okay. so you can educate me. Sure. Uh, Max Payne one. Mm-hmm. What is like five sentences maximum? What's the story like? What's like the general story scheme of it? And then also what genre does it fall into? So you want me to give you the answers to all of those in five sentences? What the what genre does it fall into? Is <laughs> just like just name the genre that it is like? Is it a roguelike? Is it like a first person shooter? What is it? It's like a third person adventure shooter. Okay. All right. Okay. So Tom answered that question for Max Payne One. What is the very gen- linear. What is the general story? Okay, Max Max Payne is a cop. People kill his family. Yeah. He goes out for revenge. Yeah. You can say and put a comma in there. You can <laughs> um I mean there's a drug. Yeah, Maximilian. Is it Vertigo? No. And is it Mirakuru? No. Uh <laughs> it is called Valkyr. Oh. Uh and high level conspiracy is in, is happening. All right. So second game. Same genre? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh what's the story They're line all the same genre. Even three? Yes. They're all the same genre. Okay. D- does one and two play like three? No. Okay. How, if it's the same genre, how does it not play? Like I mean, they're all three third person, and they all three let shoot me, in all me, three let of me them. Just, let me take you down the lineage, and then right, I feel sorry. like all these questions will be answered in time. Well, it, the se- second story, two, and the third story? like five All these questions it? will be answered in time. All right. Okay. All right. Educate this poor soul. Okay. So, as I said before, Max Payne uh, was my introduction to Remedy, and... Uh, it was my introduction to the way that they design games and the way that they tell stories in those games. Um, and as Tom, as Tom pointed out, Remedy, uh, Max Payne's 1 and 2 and Max Payne's 3 were developed by two different, like the, one, the third one was developed by Rockstar. And then it's apparent not just in not just gameplay style, but also narratively too. Uh, so the first two games are told in a very... Um, uh, the Max Comic Pay- book. Yeah, they're... So basically... Max, Max, the overarching theme with all of Max Payne, it is very much intended to be a sort of noir uh, sort of presentation. The storytelling is evocative of, of noir, like like very much like Maltese Falcon and uh, the big sleep and stuff like that. Is it? It's very, it's like a lot of like narration and, uh, and hyperbole and, and metaphors being used, like as Max is talking about like what is going on and like as he's experiencing things. So... Uh, so, like, just to clarify and, like, make sure I get it, like, obviously, from the name, L.A. Noir, it's inf- influenced by noir films. Is it, like, similar in that aspect that, like, uh, in that, like, kind of, I guess, like, the universes are very similar in as far as rules and how people are and stuff no like that? No way. It's not like, like, L.A. Noir has a very L.A. confidential feel to yeah. it. Yeah, okay. it's so, uh, and so there are, but, I mean, I Max have, Payne, in a weird way, has more of, like, a, Fucking Casablanca feel, yeah. even though it's like okay. way more violent. Yeah, so you like, know? I think like I I have read like a lot of noir comic books, but like I don't think y'all read enough that I could like name names of comic books and y'all would know what I'm like referencing. Huh, that's funny because we were just having a comic book conversa- conversation before you showed up. Yeah, about comic books. Yeah. Also, these require bottle openers. Noir comic books, like what? You're reading Spidey Noir? Ooh. Yeah. You know, Nicolas Cage played Spider-Man Noir in Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> you know who Nicolas Cage is? I'll get you a bottle opener. Thank you. All right. 
So I'll wait till Tom gets back because I don't want him to miss this. No, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. All right. So uh, the funny, th- the thing about the first two Max Payne, Max Payne games is that Max Payne. they are told in uh, the presentation is very much like it's noir, but also noir in the way that um, it's kind of in, in, in a lot of ways, it's it's kind of I see it as kind of noir satire. Um, in that it's very, um, it's evoking those things, but it's also very, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to use the word silly because it's, it's kind of, but t- there are parts of it that are. It is like, silly though, right? Yeah, like Max Payne's fucking Sam Lake. That's yeah. silly. So, the, you know, so, and it's like, it's a, it's film noir, but also inspired by like those, by like, like those, uh, those eighties and early nineties, like, like Hong Kong movies. Uh, in terms of like the level of action that's involved okay. in each of those games, um, so essentially the game starts out with the first game starts out with uh, Max and he is uh, he's in the New York subway because he, he's a New York City detective. Um, so he's uh, he's in a New York subway and um, he runs into these guys who they like they know who he is and they're uh, they're kind of accosting him right. Uh, so. He ends up. He finds himself in a violent confrontation with them, and uh, and it turns out it was uh, it was a means of framing him for uh, killing a uh, killing another police officer. Um, and so and in so doing, um, this leads to uh, this leads to the you know the rest of the events unfolding in that um, Max is busy trying to clear his name of this wrongdoing. Uh, but in the process, he finds that his family has been murdered. Uh, so it becomes less about it becomes less about clearing his name uh, and more about avenging the deaths of his of his wife and daughter. Does He's he the Punisher, you see. Does yeah. he immediately know who killed his family, or is that something you have to find out? So, who, the the person who actually killed his family is apparent right away. Okay. Uh, but so Max is so at that point it becomes less a concern about who killed his family. And more about who set it up, who sent this person to kill his family. Okay. Um, so that is where the, uh, and that's kind of, it, it falls into that whole, like I mentioned the drug earlier and that there's a, uh, there's Yerku, a, yes. Yes. Well, it's called Valkyr. Anyway, there's a, there's a whole subplot involving that and that, that serves as a motive. There's a, this serves as the motivation <laughs> for uh, why that, why they were able to get somebody to kill uh, his family. Sure. But the, like like I was saying before, a lot of the rapping in it is it's like Tom mentioned. It's like told in a like all the cutscenes are in a very a comic book style. Uh, like it's it's basically like they it's basically like photographs of people and someone drew over them. Kind of like have you seen uh, Scanner Darkly or uh, yes. what's the other one? Waking Life. Waking Life. It's, it's basically like that. Okay. Uh, but like it's like still frames, uh, and they're and they're all like they're all voiced over and they have like like sound effects and everything. Is it like still frames as in like literally everything is still or is it like Magna Carta where like the people come into frame but they don't move? It's literally like a comic book with voiceovers. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know what a comic book is? I've heard of You're them. You're the expert, right? Yeah. I've heard of them. Okay. Yeah, Mr. Like, I know you guys don't read a lot, but... Yeah, I, I know y'all don't... As I'm sitting here in my fucking book club shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know you guys don't know how to read, uh, but... So... Um, through and like at, at fuck you, Shanae. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that you never learned how to read. It's not my fucking fault. Uh, so the 
the first game is very much like it's it's un, like the narrative is kind of all over the place, I think. Um, and the focus is primarily on the action and in Max uh, and b- just you controlling Max and like shooting bad guys. So uh, I can't say for sure that this is where the, where where it was invented, but I feel like it's one of the games that popularized it. And they have bullet time, uh, which I believe is a trademark term. It is the first game of my knowledge to have it. Right. So the whole the whole hook of Max Payne is your ability to slow down time. Okay. Uh, to gain an edge in combat, so there's a lot of doing slow motion dies while like shooting two pistols at at uh, at bad guys and stuff like that. Yeah, um, which is you know then recharged by stranglehold. Yeah, which is you know also a good game. But um, and so uh, you know you have a meter that like that tells you how much bullet time you have, and that's refilled by ki- uh, killing more bad guys, um, and then you take damage. And then you heal yourself by taking painkillers, um, which is it's funny because pain with a Y. Uh, no, I feel like that's a waste. That's a missed opportunity. <laughs> <though>. <laughs> uh, but um, it's not the 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 presentation. Of the story is not very grounded, right? And it's it's all very it. The whole thing is like it's very. It's kind of um. I think fantastical is the wrong word. Um, Fantasmic, uh, but everything is like very like exaggerated, um, like from hyperbolic. Well, I don't even think it's. I don't even think it's. I don't even think it's hyperbole either. I think it's just. I think it's mainly just like. Um, but it's really like the the comic book cutscenes of it are like pretty striking. Like they look good. Yeah, and they're very dark. You know. Yeah. Like I, the whole game is very dark and gritty and like yeah, you know. like man Max Payne like he like Max has he has like a like a really low grovelly voice, um, which does not match Sam Lake's face at yeah, all. It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> uh, which is fu- which is funny because is it the same voice actor for all three games? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, the, so the first in in during the course of that game, Max meets a woman by the name of Mona Sachs. She's a uh, <laughs> she's she's the like. Every good film noir, every good noir story has the femme fatale, right? And so she fits. And normally it has a very suggestive name. Uh, sure. Um, but she and she kind of she she fills that she fills that archetype, um, and she's a contract killer who, um, who at initially is at odds with Max, but then they form an alliance, and then, um, and then that that kind of complicates things a little bit, um, but then so by the end of the game. You like Max ends up killing the person who is responsible for the death of his family, which is becomes his goal. That, and he again, he's less concerned with about uh, um, clearing his name and more uh, interested in avenging his family. Revenge. Exactly. So, um, the second game is called Max Max Payne Two: The Fall of Max Payne, a film noir love story. Mm. Uh. And got the lady on the cover with them. Mm-hmm. What did that? Uh, what consoles did that come out on? Uh, PS2, both of them. P- PS2, Xbox. There was also uh, each game. They they uh, first Max Payne originally came out on PC, then it was later brought to consoles. Um, really? Yeah, I did not know that. Um. Anyway, so but at the start of Max Payne two, uh, Max is he's been reinstated on the NYPD. He's mm-hmm. kind of just. Doing his job, like trying try to be. Should a, they have reinstated him? 
Well, I no. mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I guess that's 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 uh, uh, subjective. You right? don't reinstate somebody who takes the law into their own hands. Yeah, uh, but I mean, we're also living in a a world where there are no rules, only only gravelly voices. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so this one tries to this one focuses like as the name implies. This game focuses on. Um, it focuses on the relationship between uh, Max and Mona because during like over the time they've kind of developed like a kind of a, a complicated romantic relationship. Um, and, but hot. then, yeah, it is kind of hot. Super hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but then um, uh, Max once again finds himself in the middle of a conspiracy uh, with like, crook- boy, always getting in trouble. Crooked cops. Ugh, uh, and course. like and like corrupt government officials and stuff like that Them too. Yeah, all like the whole shebang. Ugh. Uh, so where the first game was very much kind of a uh, it was first game was very surreal in a lot of its presentation, especially like around the drug stuff. Um, the second game kind of goes for a more it it goes for a more cinematic feel. Uh, it goes for a more uh, and they focus a little bit more on the narrative, especially concerning uh, Max and Mona and like what their relationship is like. And and it's also focuses on like Max. He's like he's got guilt over his wife and daughter and that conflicts with his feelings for Mona. And he feels guilty mm-hmm. about starting a relationship with her kind of on the nose in there. Yeah. Um, And they do a little bit more stuff around like the selection of weapons they give you. They give you more. Uh, they do more stuff like with. They try to do more stuff with uh, they they update the the uh, the character models and they look a little bit more realistic, but not quite that realistic because limitations of hardware and all that. Um, but they also do they also give more uh, a little bit more cinematic flair to it. Like um, <clears throat> one of the one of the things that always stood out to me visually with those games with uh, Max Payne two specifically is uh, if you do a re- if you reload your weapon in the middle of a firefight while also in bullet time, then Max does this thing where he, uh, like, the camera, like, goes around him, like, oh, yeah, Matrix style, Mm -hmm. and, like, and he spins around and, like, reloads the weapons in slow motion. It'll actually look pretty badass. Especially back then. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really cool, and, um, but the narrative really came into its, like, really, really kind of started to redeem itself as time went on, Um, and it, it deals a lot with things, it deals a lot with like the feelings of guilt and also um, like the idea of like the difference between justice and the law and, mm-hmm. and how sometime how ideally those two things are one and the same, but they're not always the same. And uh, Max, they're not? what do you mean? <laughs> uh, and Max is like Max trying to kind of reconcile that. Uh, Cause he, he cares. He very much, he obviously cares about being a police officer but he also cares about. He also very much cares about making sure that uh, that the people who do wrong like pay for it. Um, and then, so once again, he he takes the law into his own hands. And um, as is tradition, yeah, he takes the law into. He very much takes the law into his own hands. And then everything spirals out of control. Um, mm-hmm. And who could have ever? Th- who, yeah, who could have predicted that would happen? <laughs> it's like it's like every fucking late '80s, early '90s yeah. police drama movie, right? Like, yeah, turning your badge, like that that type of shit. Yeah, um, turn your badge and your gun. Except, and the thing about the thing about Max is that 
he the the uh the turning your badge moment never really happens uh <laughs> it just because it just because well, it ends sadly doesn't it it ends in tragedy doesn't right not? like so, he becomes like a fucking alcoholic and shit and well, all so, that and so that's well, isn't that more of a reason to turn in your badge and gun well okay well no shanae if you've been listening this whole time but like he's an alcoholic well well, we're, we're, you're an alcoholic, but you're not turning in your Hulu badge. Stop doxing Shanae. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Are you guys not allowed to talk about that? No. Okay. I mean, I don't think we like talking about where we work on the show. Yeah. Mm. It's just one of those things where we... Uh, I mean, I don't know. You guys have never had a problem with it before. We work in Tommy's room. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, uh, it's just one Like, of I had to sign an NDA. Sure. You know? Sure. Like, yeah. So, so did I. Okay. Okay, Fair so... Enough. Uh, the thing, so the nobody thing. ever mentioned where Shanae works. All right. <laughs> so, uh, I can't tell you secrets. I mean, I guess if anyone asks me, I mean, I do answer. So I guess like it could still get passed along. Max Payne. Anyway, no, Max Payne. Uh, so like the that that turn in your badge moment never really happens because everything in in this world is presented like this is just a matter of course. Right. Like, this is all going to happen. Like, this is something that just happens. But there is, like, a slow decline for the character, right? Right. So, Max slowly, like, all this shit starts taking a toll on him, right? Like, at, like he finds himself near death. Uh, and at one point, like, he's got the NYPD and also mobsters gunning for him. And he's also, and he, the only one he can rely on at this point, or the only one that he feels like he can even remotely trust is Mona. And she's... So she's on his side trying to... Is she on his side? And see, that's another thing, too, because a lot there are times when their their uh, their goals are at odds with one another. Sure. Um, Tension. It's yes. Selena Kyle, Bruce Wayne. Right. So, and then, at and so, as Tom pointed out, like, it doesn't end in tragedy, like, Mona dies. Uh, spoiler. Well... Yeah, spoiler for an ancient game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, oh, by the way, if you haven't played Max Payne or and have an interest in the story and listening or like going through, we spoiled it. the fuck out of Breath of the Wild last yeah. week. So like, if you, like this is not the episode for you if you yeah. if you want to play through those games. But um, um, can we title this episode Max Paniac? I'm gonna take that as a no. I'm gonna take that as a. Hard I mean, Ryan does title the episode. So if it's I on if him. I can't think of another title by the time it's time to label this episode, I will do Max Paniac. <laughs> sure. Um, the titular pain. Sure. Uh, so wait, is that not his name? What yeah, Max Payne? That's okay, his name. I thought the titular pain. Yeah, I he thought, is the titular pain. I thought it was, but the, the the comment you just made made me doubt myself. I don't know the series. Okay. Okay. All right. So. <laughs> I don't know the series. Neither do I. There is a large. But gap. you know his name, Max Payne. So for real. Max Payne. Max I mean, Payne. I know a lot about it because I love Remedy. Yeah. You know. Uh, Max Payne two and Max Payne three. There's a there's a kind of a large gap between those releases, and so within that gap, you have the Max Payne movie starring Mark Wahlberg and Mila Kunis. What terrible casting! Yeah. Uh, so Mark Wahlberg. I is, like Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg is playing Max Payne. When did this Payne. movie come out? Two thousand nine, two thousand ten, something like that. Let me let me IMDb that. Yeah, yeah. It's it, you can find some funny pictures. Yeah. Um. So you know how you've been doing like the panel for like the panels for our thumbnails? Yeah. Do one of Marky Mark. Okay, sure. Yeah. I can do that. 2008. Sure. Okay. That I guess that lines up. But anyway, so uh that mo we were Tom and I before the show we were talking about oh, you, What what is this picture? <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Oh. 
Why is there an angel behind uh, Mark that is, Wahlberg, Max well, Payne? Well, hold on. Well, could, that's, not a, that's not an angel. That is a Valkyrie. Yeah. Because Max Payne has done the drug, a Valkyrie. Yeah, he's he's come to bring the pain. Yeah. <laughs> Does he get uh, addicted? Is that a storyline? Well, we so, already okay. spoiled everything. Wait. Well, I imagine he would. Yeah. Who's this guy that has tattoos on his see. face? Let me see. And like... Let me see. A Celtic symbol? Let, me Let see. him see. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I don't know who it. that is. I was trying to describe <laughs> it for the people who are listening to us. There was only one movie, correct? Yes, there was only one movie. Okay. Uh, did, am I right or wrong? Did they, didn't they do two Blood Rain movies? I don't know. Okay. I know about the one okay. with Ben Kingsley. Yeah. And uh, in case you're wondering, it's uh, on IMDb. It's a 5.4 out of 10. Not too bad. Yeah, That's I mean, honestly better than I thought it would be. Sure. Uh, Ludacris is also in that movie. Oh, that bumps I it up for that me. Was, I, <laughs> that bumps it up for me. I thought Word of that mouth. was Ludacris. Uh, Ludacris uh, is in that movie as Chief Bravura, which is Max Payne's boss. Yeah, he's great. Okay, because yeah. I saw a picture and I was like, man, that looks like Ludacris. But I was like, if yeah, I say Ludacris that, is also and in that movie. if it's and oh, if I said if I said it was Lud- I thought it was Ludacris in the movie and it wasn't, y'all yeah. would not have let me live it down. Hey Tom, wake the computer up real quick. Why? Just making sure it's going. Oh, that's fine. Okay. Uh, so Man, Mia Lacuna is so fine. Tom and I were yeah, talking about uh, video game movies before the show started, and a lot of them, like, so we're talking, like, specifically, we talked. I think we t- we mentioned the uh, Silent Hill movie, uh, and we talked about Mortal Kombat, Mortal Street Kombat. Fighter, all that. Yeah. So look, what a lot of what they try to do is they try to take like what is believed to be like iconic or or landmark aspects of the property. And then adapt them to film to inconsistent levels of success. Um, <laughs> well, with Mortal Kombat, it kind of works, right? Because, like, yeah. well, that first movie, at least, right? Because, like, all you want to see is Scorpion throw the spear. Right. And you get that. Well, but, but also, people aren't really playing Mortal Kombat for the storyline. I mean, yeah. I mean, like now some, they are. some people are like Even it. now, I don't know that I'd go that far. So I, I say some people like it, but, yeah. I'm, 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 but like, most, like, I just don't think. 90% of the people who play Mortal Agreed. Kombat is for the, so the storyline. The luxury that you have with making a movie out of Mortal Kombat is there's a lot of room to... So I'm a little worried because the screen is frozen. Yeah. Still says it's recording, so I guess we're going to find out. I guess we'll find out I mean, when we I could, get to the We can moment. check it real fast. How well, I don't want to stop the episode to check it. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. And if not, I will just start over next time. <laughs> I mean, we're recording another episode tonight anyway. Sorry, guys. Uh, continue. Safe continue? No. What was I saying? Oh, right. So movies. A lot of the time with like so with a with a movie like Mortal Kombat, right? You have a lot of room to kind of fill in the blanks because there I mean there's story there, but like in the at least in the in those first in those game and basically in every game before 9 that was kind of just background dressing. And they didn't really there wasn't a whole lot of focus on the narrative aspect of Mortal Kombat. Uh, until fairly recently, so so you can take a lot. Of, there are a lot of liberties that you can take with that. Like, just make sure that Scorpion is in the movie, and you got yourself a Mortal Kombat movie. Well, and Mortal I mean, there was a canon there, but it was like very lore based yeah. in the way that like Bloodborne is. They oddly enough, they they basically okay. So they're at the beginning of the first at in the demo screen of the first Mortal Kombat. Like, there's a screen that like lays down like what the premise of the game is. So we ba- call that the attract mode. The attract mode. They basically took. I didn't know that. They basically took the text from the attract mode, and that's the script. That's the entire yeah. script. Attract mode is like in an arcade. When, Insert coin. You know, yeah, it's what's running. Okay. When no one's playing. Yeah. 
to oh, attract okay. you to the to yeah. the game. And most of the time it works. For me anyway. It works for me. Yeah. When it's Mortal Kombat, it when works for me. When it's Mortal Kombat or Alien versus Predator. Uh yeah. my experience with going to arcades with you guys, which is just the one arcade, yeah. I would say that's accurate. It included more two Mortal Kombat games. <laughs> yeah, I played Mortal Kombat one in the arcade for the first but, time. But y'all also stopped at other games that like the attract screen got your your attention. Well, it's like when you're at the casino, you know, and yeah. you see like the right machine for you. Mm-hmm. Well, I based it off movies that I li- that I was familiar with. You, so you only played the licensed slot machines. Um, I played the. Uh, so we also did a one with like trying to figure out which uh, slot machine had the girl with the biggest breast on it. Uh, there's a pretty funny slot machine called Squirrels Gone Nuts. Oh yeah, it's kind of like Girls Top, Gone Wild. Minimize it and maximize it. Okay. Uh, so yeah, like I played like Gremlins, I and then I pl- uh Ghostbusters, Batman, and then I also just played a lot with like a like a bunch of busty women on there. Anyway, so Max Payne. Oh yeah. Uh, it has busty women. Well, not, at least one. I, anyway. Max. Mona. Does Mona have boobs? Presumably. <laughs> um. So that movie is it basically does that thing where like they have a story that they can work with and they try they at at some points they try to stick to that but before long and it's weird because like you like the arg- I guess the argument was there are certain things I don't know that well to film but like that story would have adapted perfectly to film like they could there's nothing there's almost nothing in Max Payne that you couldn't put on the you can do in live action, right? Or that hasn't already been done in right. live action. Films. So, like, it's it the the deviations in uh in the the plot and everything around that that they took were just like weird. It was I, a writer's choice. Yeah, it was just it's a it was a weird choice to make when the story as is was perfectly fine. And you have to wonder with that stuff, right? Like, at at what level of funding does it become uh film by committee? Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I don't feel like Max Payne is at that level. We'll see. And this, but, it's funny because like even I, like it was Max Payne was a big deal, right. but like I don't think it was like yeah, like like really mainstream big deal, though. right? Um, uh, so that the that movie like it it takes like weird liberties and it, at 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 like very quickly it becomes Max Payne in name only. Um, well, I mean, he's got the jacket. He's got the jacket. That's the true. Guns. It has his jacket and the guns. Kind of so. looks like it. A little bit. A little bit, yeah. But uh, I mean, obviously it didn't do that successful if I've never heard of it. Well, what's funny is like, so I think I've talked about this on the show before. Uh, my freshman year of college, I took a freshman comp, as most people do. My freshman comp was basically a class on adaptation. Um, we read the book, then we watched the movie, then we read the book, then we watched the movie. And I feel like that taught me a lot about adaptation and why productions can often, you know, be far different from what, what you're expecting them to be and the reasoning behind that. With Max Payne, I don't get it though. Yeah. You know, like I, like Ryan says, and having not played Max Payne, uh, everything I've seen of Max Payne over the fucking decades at this point tells me, yeah, they probably could have just made that yeah. well, it, beat for beat. Yeah, I would argue that if they had waited, I think that if they had waited for the third game, that could have been a better movie. Um, I just like is so you, as you said, as somebody who doesn't know Max Payne. And then I'll let you get back into it because I I don't know if this is where you wanted to go with your Max Payne conversation. I'm loving it. Uh, Is just genuine question. Sure. So you mentioned that the Max Payne story is not something that is new. Even when it came out, it wasn't new. The storyline. I mean, it's uh, 
it takes from other things, yeah, right? I think that the, the the method of storytelling used and like a lot of the like a lot of the themes like that are used in Max Payne are are familiar territory. Like if you look at it this way, right? Like fam- think about this familiar, Sorry, no, uh, but my question is: Is it familiar because uh, of like f- other films and uh, yeah. other material? Yeah, yeah. Or is it like familiar because of other games? Because I feel like maybe they. I mean, like I don't. I, I, don't, I don't think know. that they're borrowing from other games, and I think and it's in Max Payne. Especially in those first two games is something that makes no secret about where it's getting its inspiration from. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it wears that stuff on. I think both the first two games like wear that stuff on like on the. But stage. in an original way, though, right? Like, because you can look at Max Payne and you can look at Grim Fandango, right? And say both of these films draw, or both these films, both of these games draw heavily from Casablanca, and they are completely different from each other, right? You know, right? And I, I think that Grim Fandango and Max Payne are taking. Different things from Casablanca. Right. Would you watch a Grim Fandango movie? Absolutely, I would. Manny Calavera is fucking awesome. I love Grim Fandango. Yeah. They'd screw it up, though. Grim Fandango is the best point-and-click adventure ever made. Yeah. What if they made an animated movie? Would you watch it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, as long as Tim Schafer was on board, I'd fucking... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was asking more like towards Ryan. An animated Grim Fandango movie? I mean, sure. Yeah. Dude, DreamWorks Grim Fandango would be awesome. It, it would. I, I agree. Um, So... Now, now we're getting to the third, the third and final game, which is also I know you love the third one. Incidentally, is my favorite game, and usually, and it's not often. I own all three of these, by the way. It's not often that the most recent release cool. in, a, in a franchise is my favorite. Yeah, like Resident Evil Two is my favorite Resident Evil. Uh, you know, uh, and it's funny. Wait, remake two or original two? Uh, uh, original two. Okay. Um, you're one of those. Yeah, I don't know. They're just like. Uh, it's funny because the, I love the mansion. That's all. Yeah, uh, mansion is great. Um, but anyway, so the thing sure. about the thing about Max Payne three is that game's not made by Remedy, uh, and it shows like it's immediately apparent. Yeah, it looks like a GTA game, right? Obviously, it doesn't play like one, but it looks like one. So they use the Rage engine, which they've which has been used in uh, their engine that they use for GTA. Which is very confusing, by the way, because id calls their engine the Rage engine yeah. as well. Um, and I forget what Rage stands for, but yeah. um, so uh, Max Payne Three is very much. It's funny because narratively and visually speaking, that game is more grounded. Uh, I think it's a more realistic uh, uh, telling. It's a more realistic telling of that kind of story. Um, but they also, but, but bullet time is still there. So, um, so in Max, but Payne, it has to be right at yeah, this point. It has to be. It's a staple. It's, it's, you like can't we have, said, like we, neither of us can think of a game that they did it before. Right. So if they left it out, it'd be like, what the fuck? Right. So Max is a different, he's, he's a different character in this game. He's bald now. Well, bearded now. Basically. So in the, in the first two games, Max, like. Max is always a flawed individual, but in the first two games, he always in some way thinks that he's in the right. He always thinks that he's the good guy somehow. Um, he's like a for hire now, right? Yeah. Well, so, I mean, like most people in general think that they're the good guy in their own narrative. So. Well. Uh, I said most people in general. I've done some things today. Yeah. You just okay, have, there's, cool. things about, there's things you don't know about, Tom. Yeah. Things that would frighten you. I'm, as far as I like Probably true. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, frightened, probably just disgust. 
Okay. Uh, I'm a scary dude. I don't know. He's, he's, I feel like he's more disgusting than scary. So anyway, so it's a bit of both. But so Max Payne. So there. You know, keep in mind these. All these. All three games exist within the same canon. Okay. Right? So uh, yeah, in end of two, Mona dies. Yeah. So according to who though? Hmm? They exist in the same canon. According to who? Whom? Well, I I guess I don't understand the question. It's because he probably like, used who instead of whom. They're in the same canon. Okay, so Rockstar is picking so me, up me, where me, Max me, Payne Two I'll, left let off. Me, let me let me let me rephrase that. Uh, Max Payne Three is like if I took over. Like let's Max Payne Three is like this is what where we imagine Max is now. Right, because in Remedy's but, universe, but Remedy, but, Max Payne Three never happened. Okay, fair. Uh, but so by now Max is not Max is no longer a member of the NYPD. Okay, he is now a, um he. It's not clear what he's doing prior to the events of Max Payne three, um, but he's but at at the beginning of Max Payne three, he is now a four higher bodyguard. Okay, um, the game he's. He now lives. I didn't in, know he was a bodyguard. Yeah, I thought he was like a mercenary or something. He now lives in Sao Paulo, Brazil, mm. um, which is very difficult for him because he does not speak Portuguese. Is Blanca <laughs> there? Uh, Blanca unconfirmed. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I think Portuguese pr- pretty easy to pick up. Sure. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Americans pick that up right away. Yeah. Um, I mean, Max seems like an accomplished guy. Uh, I'm sorry yeah. to interrupt. I'm gonna get my kids in bed. I'll be right back. Sure. I, I want to wait for Tom. I'll wait for Tom to get back. Well, fill, fill time. Talk about sure. something. Sure. All right. So do other people who enjoy the Max Payne series also have the same opinion that, that 3 is great? I couldn't say. Because Tom seems like he thinks 3 is the worst. Tom, has played, Tom hasn't played enough of 3 to really say. Yeah. So he said he didn't play much, but they seem to also have an opinion. I don't think Tom has played Max Payne 3. Uh, well, he's played it, but he, I don't think he's played much of it. Do you personally think Mark Wahlberg was a good Max Payne? I do not. I think Mark Wahlberg... Uh, do you think M- <laughs> Mila Kunis was a good Mona? I don't think that's... I don't think any part of that movie was cast properly. Wait, even Ludacris? No. Mm-hmm. I don't think any part of that movie was cast properly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it was Oh, made. yeah, take your kids into bed means go get a beer. Yeah, that's what that means, yeah. you bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um anyway so so uh i think tom is right like i i can't say that they begin that they uh that they take place in the same canon because that's you know that's that's probably not accurate but um the i think that max Payne three is the next logical step in that narrative um but anyway so like max like as i mentioned before max uh max in the first two games, used painkillers to kind of restore his health, right? Well, now in Max Payne 3, he is addicted to them. <laughs> that's awesome, Yeah. by the way. Like, that's a good so, way to go with that. I'm, I'm not laughing at addiction because it's terrible and it takes many lives every year. But I... It's funny that you had to include that qualifier. <laughs> yeah, but, no one cares, Shanae. Uh I do think it's very funny. I think it's funny that they had added it to the game because not many games do that. It's the logical step, though. Like Ryan said, that's where they should go. Like, even if it's not part of the official canon, it's where they would naturally go. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. So, Max is, Max is, like I said, Max is working as a four-hire bodyguard in Sao Paulo. 
uh, a friend of, of like an old an old cop friend of his like I ran into him and was like hey I got this like we have something going on I got I got like a good gig in in, in Brazil like I can get you on you should come to Brazil with me and like like all you got to do is like just watch rich people and like nothing ever happens it's fine so immediately more depth yeah in the story yeah um and that's that's context that you're given like like halfway through the game but by now max just like max just he just hates himself like he just he thinks he's like, i can relate like he like he is a, he's an alcoholic he's addicted to painkillers he thinks he's he like he has no he cares not about himself like he just like like he just like he he wakes up he he wakes up he lives to exist and that's it uh he's bad santa yeah kind of let's up like less funny than that yeah uh, your name's Thurman Merman. <laughs> I'm on my fucking lunch break. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so Max Payne three is very much a, it's a redemption story. Um, and I'm a huge fan of those. Uh, I, was, I was about to ask, did you feel like Max Payne needed a redemption story? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, because I think Max had spent so long, um, I think Max had spent so long thinking of himself as this uh, morally superior um, force of good, and and then many ways he kind of became he kind of became the people that he was out to out to uh, like get rid of, um, and so like he I, at so it's there's a lot of implication that at some point he he uh, he comes to terms with like he just. He's empty and he doesn't know why he's he doesn't know why he's you know he doesn't know he doesn't feel like he has purpose uh so which is what made the the decision to move to brazil to just be a bodyguard like an easy one for him um so at the beginning of the game um uh the, the game the game opens with like you're you're uh basically like just doing your job at some like this rich people party and like all these like all these rich like all the all these brazilian elite are there like they're just like having drinks and having a good time like doing blow and like and uh, hell yeah and like and and max <laughs> just max is just looking on like with like he just like it's like i was just popping pills right now well he's just looking on with like uh like he just like this, this like the cynicism that comes disdain? with stain well not to stain but like he's i think he's he's indifferent to most everybody. Yeah. Um, and why wouldn't he be? Uh, and so he just He's like. He's had a hard life. And like so at the very start of the game. Um, like uh, so one of the th like one of the, like uh, sort of background information like Sao Paulo, Brazil, like like and a crazy amount of kidnappings happen every year. Right. So that's kind of. Yeah. The, so that's why. Like in the real world. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Um, I'm not aware. Yeah. And virtually both. Um, so at the beginning of the game like these people. Like these dudes show up to kidnap, like uh, to kidnap uh, this this like really rich dude, uh, and so Max is immediately thrust into the responsibility of protecting him, uh, and so he the a gun like naturally a gunfight ensues, he rescues the guy and whatever right, and so uh, then later on, uh, the guy's younger like the guy's younger brother is like hey uh, I want to go to the nightclub and I'm gonna take my I'm gonna take my sister. And her friend, and we're gonna go to a nightclub and just hang out. And so, do show up to the nightclub and like kidnap all of them. 
And like, so Max is fighting his way through the nightclub. And I remember this. Yeah. So the rest of the story is basically um, the story. The story then becomes Max being like, all right. So like, you know, if like I like he's he's filled with this like self-loathing. He's like he's like, I'm just just fucking drunk. I'm an addict. And I just I can't I just feel like I can't do anything right. And I just like if I don't do anything, if I don't do anything else right, I need to get these people back. I need to save these people. And so as the game, as you as you go through the game, uh, you also see how the presentation, the storytelling is different, right? Instead of those comic book uh, still act, stills as cutscenes, like they're actually like uh, uh, performance capture cutscenes, uh, and you see like and it gives it, it are lot, they? Yeah, I didn't know Rockstar did performance capture. Um, and so like. They allow and it makes it so that you could like people are are better able to emote and you're able to and it, and it works because you can better connect with these characters, right? Um, and so the whole the whole story just becomes about Max. Like, look, I need to save these people. I need to do whatever I can, but like through various through various like that path isn't linear, right? And there are like mm -hmm. many times where he's like, as he's trying to do his job and as he's trying to do these things, like he stumbles sometimes like he like he's he drinks too much and he he can't he's having a hard time keeping his shit together um and so like as like as things as things progress like more people die like on max's watch mm -hmm. and he's like you know what i need to, like that's it i'm done with the pills i'm done with the drinking that's at which point he shaves his head uh uh why I think it's just like more like a uh, to like, be less Mark Wahlberg like. It's a rebirth. I think. Well, I think it's one of those things that he did to kind of like this is me like, like this is I don't know. I think it's it's, it's like those things where like uh, it happens to a lot of women. I've noticed like anecdotally is just like when you get out of a relationship, cut your hair, cut your hair, get a new style, like get on the prowl. Sure. So they uh, and during this point, like Max uh, remembers he remembers the chance encounter that led to him being convinced to go to Brazil and you actually get to play through this flashback and like, oh, he's, that's cool. he's just like, he's sitting there drinking <clears throat> in this, in this dive bar in New Jersey and like, and he has hair then. Yeah. It's, it's basically, it's, it's literally, it's literally Max as he appears in Max Payne too. Right. Um, and he's just like, he's just drinking and like, just like, like, like just sitting there, like thinking about what a piece of shit he feels like he is. Um, Oh, you've talked to me about this scene before. And it's one of, it's, I feel like it's one of the, most powerful scenes in the game. Um, but then, uh, you know, then you get more context for why Max is, why Max is where he is and how he ended up there. Um, and then it, it brings you back to the present and it's just, it's so, it's, it's amazing how like Max is, Max realizes like what needs to happen. He realizes he gains this like focus. He gains like he has this moment of clarity. Well, it's purpose, like you said. Yeah, he he. Well, he finds his purpose, right? Yeah. And you and you start to wonder like, who is he doing this for? Like, is this like for himself? Right. Like it, it becomes it, it's very very apparent. Like he's like he's like I like if like if it's apparent that like he's like if. And he doesn't come out and say this, but like again, they're able to emote so much with it, and the writing is such. Like, if I can't, if I can't save these people, if I can't, if I can't save these people, then I'm undone. Yeah. And there's no, and there's nothing, there's no reason for me to live. Um, and he, uh, and the, and 
I remember feeling there's a sense of desperation about like his quest to just get these people back. And the way that the, the gun, because the gunfights have like a much more visceral, like impactful feel to them. And like every gunfight feels like, like you're just trying to survive, you know? And, um, the, the desperation comes through in the gameplay and it comes through in the way Max talks about um, this newfound purpose that he has. And you can, t- you can tell how exhausted he is. Like, he's just like, my life has been shit for the past 20-something years. It's, you know, it's funny because, like, the way you talk about the gameplay of the game and, like, you know, the way that shooting feels and, and him being kind of run down and exhausted. Yeah. Uh, and even the footage I've seen of the gameplay of Max Payne 3 has always reminded me a lot of the Kane and Lynch series. Yeah. Uh, if you can call it a series. Sure. Um, you know, just like haggard old bastard that like, you yeah. know. Yeah, and I've always found those I've always found those kind of com- those kind of characters to be more compelling. Sure. Uh, I just I like I like those things, right? And because there's a there's an Im- there's an implied adversity that comes with age, yep. Especially in those kind of uh, circumstances, um, and I forgot to mention, like in that during that flashback scene, like there's a really like because Max realizes like I gotta get out of New Jersey because these fucking dudes are trying to kill me, um, and like he he has time to stop at his wife and daughter's grave, okay. and he like he actually takes a moment to like apologize to them, yeah. And it's just like, and things like that always like hit me really hard. So, sure. um, apologies. And, well, Shanae, you know, like, you know what I'm talking about, but like, um, God, you're a brat. Yeah. Uh, but it kind of, it, it, it grounds him in a way that I think is really effective. Well, it shows his human side, right? Yeah. Otherwise he's the fucking Terminator. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. And like, um, so by the, like, so again, I'm not going to, there's spoilers. I've given you a lot. So there's, so by the end of the game, like only the, like one, only one of the people that he's trying to save is alive. Yeah. And so you can tell like Max is like his desperation, his level of desperation goes up because he's like, I have to protect this woman. You know, I have to make sure she gets out alive. And like all this crazy shit is happening around them. And it's just like, and he's just in the whole time. And like, it's at the point where, so, cause on, on one hand, like she's obviously traumatized, right? She's not, this is not, she's not used to being shot at. She's not used to like being in the middle of gunfights. Right. But, uh, and at one point Max is like, Hey, look, you're doing great. Like you just like just stay with yeah. me and you're going to be okay. Yeah. And at one point Max is like, like, cause they have to, they're trying to, they, they get into a city bus and they're just trying to escape. And like, so she's freaking out and Max is basically like, shut the fuck up and just drive the bus while I shoot these guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and cause he's just like, he's like, I, I just, I have, because again, well, it's weird, right? For that character, like that type of character to go from cheerleader to like realist. Yeah. You know? And like, so it goes, so again, it drives home like, it's very much like if I don't save her, then I'm just I'm ruined. Yeah. Um, and it's it it by the end of that by the end of that game, like the story arc is just wrapped up in such a a good, like perfect way. Uh, because I think that by the end of the game, like Max realizes that he's not as worthless as he believes himself to be. Yeah. Um, and he seems to have like I don't know if he has like a more optimistic worldview i really doubt it but i think that he <clears throat> is at this point where he's like you know what i could stick around a bit longer um and yeah. it's just the on one hand like and there's the con again the contrast between 
Remedy storytelling and uh, and Rockstar storytelling is is very apparent. Um, but which do you prefer? Honestly, uh, I think I'm more of a fan of Rockstar's uh, storytelling in general, or just in this series. I think in this particular series, okay. because then you think about because like I think that Remedy has a really they have a knack for the surreal. And they've built a universe. Yeah, they they have a knack for the surreal, and it's a way in a way that is like, um, they find a way to make the surreal, um, not I think, they make it believable and and very in some kind of very important ways. Well, what they do with every game, and I can't speak to control because we haven't played it yet, but like what they do with every game is take a genre you're familiar with, yeah. and do their own spin on it, right. I guess I have a couple questions for you on on Max Payne as a whole. You know, I got into Remedy with Alan Wake. Sure. And I love Alan Wake. And to this day, I can go back and play that game and enjoy myself. Uh, Then I played Quantum Break. Tried to go back to Max Payne. Mm. um, The first Max Payne. Right. And I only played about half an hour of it, but I just, I don't feel like it's aged well. Do you feel like if I gave it more time, I could be into it? Do you feel like I would lose anything by jumping to the newest game in the series? Uh, so that's the thing about Max, especially Max Payne 1. Uh, I feel that that game aged more rapidly than other than, than its contemporaries, right? And it's an old game. To uh, be fair, it's an old yeah, game. I think, Max, I think the first Max Payne is like almost 20 years old now. Yeah. Um, I, think it, I don't think that Max Payne 1 has aged that well. Uh, I think that, I do think that Max Payne 2 Bears a bit better. But would I miss a lot jumping to two? Um, I think that it would be... Because from the way you described bit... it early in this conversation was that Max Payne 1, the story was kind of just there to push the game forward. Well, I did give him only five sentences. Well, I, sure. think, I think that it would be hard to appreciate the gravity of Mona and, and Max's relationship. Having not played one. Uh, but I think that... Uh, I think that you could still, I think that you could still, like, by the end of it, get an understanding of it. Especially because there's, like, that is a crucial part of that story is their relationship. But I also feel like there's some other, because they're. Like, if I read the synopsis for the first one. Yeah, I think that you would just get just as much out of that. Uh, And I also think that there are are some plot points involving characters that weren't in Max Payne 1 that also make. Max Payne 2 just compelling on its own. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, the thing about Max Payne 3 is the the reason to play a previous Max Payne before Max Payne 3, the only reason to play either of those games before Max Payne 3 is just to have a context for who Max is. Sure. Because uh, a lot, like, Mona is not at all referenced in Max Payne 3. Right. Uh, and, and even, like, while... Well, that moment where Max stops at his, his wife and daughter's grave is, in my opinion, a very important one. It's brief. And, and you can understand it. Right. It's brief. Right. You can understand it. But also... I mean, you explaining it, I understand yeah. it. You know. Um, it gives more context to why Max sees himself the way that he does. Uh, but I can think that... I think that you can also enjoy Max Payne 3 like as a standalone experience. And I don't want to do that. Um, you know, I want to play 2. Like, I, I want to enjoy what Remedy you, has done. I do think that you can skip 2. Yeah. I'm sorry. You can skip 1 yeah. and just play 2. I'm... N- I'm I'm not as concerned with, with with what Rockstar has done, you know? Yeah. Um, and not because I'm not interested, you know? If I enjoy two enough, I'll go in and play three for sure. Right. There's Rockstar games that I do enjoy. Right. Um, but I guess that leads to my other question. You know, we've talked about 
Skyrim and Fallout and uh, and Chim, right? Like what Chim is in that universe. I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, but the insignificance to the actual what happens to you right. throughout the Elder Scrolls Elder, Elder Scrolls series and the Fallout series. Right. Um, and Max Payne is very much in the same boat in the Remedy universe, right? Sure. Max Payne is written by Alan Wake. Right. Does that change those games for you? Um, no, and here's why. Um, and it's 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 because it, it makes me like them more. It's it's hard to it's as it's hard for me to articulate this in a way that I feel is 100 percent true to what I mean. But as it stood, Max Payne was already a character written by somebody to me. Sure. I mean, everything is, right? Right. So knowing that Max Payne is the invention of another invention. Mm-hmm. Um, like to me, I love the Remedy universe, right. which is what makes me want to play Max Payne. And I think that have, I think that knowing that makes, I think that makes that universe richer for it. Yeah. Uh, because I, I think that Max is, I think he's a very interesting character. Uh, I think that he's nuanced in ways that on a service level, it would be hard. Cause again, you like the first, like even like all the games, you can just play them as just what they are. Absolutely. You just play them for Absolutely. what they are. Yeah. And, and I'm sure like, if you like those kind of games, I played Alan Wake knowing nothing about Max Payne. Right. You, yeah. Well, I mean, you can just play them as like, you just play them as shooters. Right. And if you like shooters, then you'll have, a, you'll have a fine time. Sure. But like it's the whole genre take, right? Like you're talking about with noir, right? And then Alan Wake is very much Twin Peaks or X-Files or whatever you want right. to see it as. Right. Um, yeah. Um, but I, I, I think that uh, the, the, the universe that, that Remedy has, has established, especially considering the fact that like the ways that they are able to add to it over time and then make it and then interconnect it with everything else yeah. is, is fascinating. Um, and I think that Max Payne being a part of that uh, makes him a richer character. Um, Agreed. So um, with that said, I would for you, Tom, I would say play Max Payne 2. You can skip one because uh, Max Payne 1 is very much like a like a gonzo drug trip. Which I like. I like that uh, shit. But like but it, it reminds me like I recently tried to go back and play through Manhunt. Yeah. You know? And it just wasn't working for me. But it's 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 how much console PC. Ah, yeah. it's disjointed in a way that like you can separate one and two. Yeah, uh, and you can just start with two and go into three. Um, but yeah, I want to talk to you guys about Max Payne because I feel like he no. I feel like I never hear anyone talk about Max Payne. Uh, He's it's not it's definitely not a franchise that's remembered as well as it should be, yeah. right? Because even if you just take from a gameplay mechanic what bullet time did to third person shooters right. and even some first person shooters, like it's not as appreciated as it should be. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like, it's a series that I probably would not have like looked into or like thought about at all. And I know I've yawned a couple times, but that's just cause I ac- actually cause you're bored. It's cause I actually am tired, Sure, but I'm talking <laughs> about Max Payne. <laughs> no, but like I, hearing you talk about it and like be passionate about it makes me want to play the games or at least watch videos of them. Yeah. Um, I much before I had no interest. So I, I've said this before in that, you know, I, and granted, like, I, you are the biggest Max Payne fan I've ever met. <laughs> you know, I'm the only Max Payne fan that I know, but, um, like I, I've talked about it before. Like as I get older, uh, narrative means more and more to me. Um, 
And I can feel that. And so, like, kind of dissecting those things and and ruminating on them has made it is is more of a priority for me. Um, and I think that I think that uh, that Rockstar, like the the writers at Rockstar, are very effective at what they do. Um, and it and it, one of the one of the more interesting things about uh, uh, Max Payne to me as far as a narrative standpoint is I think a lot of, I think a lot of the time what we're used to is the social commentary satire. That is the Grand Theft Auto series. Like that is their, that's probably the, you know, their most prominent IP. And that's all just like, well, the majority of their IP is yeah, satire. Yeah. And it's just, it's just satire and they're, and, but like to take, but, uh, to, to Max Payne is so different tonally that I couldn't help, but pay attention to that. Yeah. Um, Cause like, you know, like bully is my favorite rockstar IP, right? right? If you can call it IP. Uh, but like, that's like the barest bones, mad TV version of Holden Caulfield. You could do, sure. you know? Um, and you could even, I mean, and I think that manhunt is also uh satire in and of itself. It's how, what, how tasteful it is, 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 is debatable, but it is satire. Yeah. Um, and I think I think that to uh, I think that when when uh, the Housers are in a mood to get serious with something uh, and 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 form a team uh, like and form a writing team where they want to tell a serious narrative, they are very effective storytellers. Um, I you know I saw it with Max Payne. I saw it with with Red Dead. Like Red Dead actually was probably one of the greatest video game stories I've ever experienced. Yeah. Um, and so to see that was that's why Max Payne has always stood out to me, uh, because I think it's it's more I think Max Payne is more than the sum of its parts. So in conclusion, play uh, Max Payne. I mean, you don't have to, but I think that play Control. I think that I think that you are, I think to whole to wholly ignore it, you would be doing yourself a disservice. All right. Then that thank you for coming to my Max Payne talk. I appreciate it. I mean, I enjoyed it. You know, last week, last week or the week before, we did our first uh, like deep dive on a specific game, and you doing a franchise. It's neat because it's almost a retrospective. You know, yeah. Um, I think Max Payne two came out. It's in educational. 20, oh, if Max nothing Payne else came out in twenty twelve. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, you have made me want to play Max Payne more than I've ever wanted to play Max Payne. I have it on that there computer. Yeah, I probably still won't play it, just to be real honest. Sure. I just want to play Control. Well, that, you know, was that six months from now? I have no idea. I don't think it's that long. I think it's pretty soon, actually. But, I mean, it is, like, super interesting still to, like, hear about it from, like, somebody who isn't really into it. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I appreciate I appreciate you guys saying so. Um, I think we should, I think it is important to look at video games and their, I think it is important to look at them critically. Uh, I think it is important to think about like what stories are being told in these games, um, and you don't have to. But I, I think that I think that they're there for a reason. Well, it's funny because I think it depends on the game, right? Sure. And like you said, with Max Payne One, the story is just there to drive the the game forward. Yeah, you know, whereas it evolves into and, a and, deeper and, story and as, I, as the I, series and, goes on. And I don't mean that as like a as a as a as a jab at at the writers of the first Max Payne by any means. Well, but no, I mean oh, it, it goes it goes deeper than you. saving the princess, right? Yeah. But like other than that, 
you know, uh, but that's indicative of the, t- of the time it was made. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. So uh, if you want to let, well, let's say us, let Ryan know about your thoughts about Max Payne. And if you also love it, uh, you can reach out to us on. I also would media. like to hear from you if you hate it. Yeah. If you hate it, too. Uh, and all, basically all social media, Discord, uh, we got a page for that. Um, obviously, you're listening to us on whatever app or whatever you're listening to us on. iTunes. Most people listen to us on iTunes. Yeah, yeah so I figured. Uh, but yeah. So that was our talk this week. And if you want to like reach reach out, go ahead and do that. And uh, it was. I'm glad, I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, reach out to me. Reach out to Tom. I'm very accessible. <laughs> so is Ryan. Uh, and yeah. I can be. <laughs> I might put my phone uh, Watch the Max Payne movie. Tell yeah, us actually, what you, you should watch that movie. Uh, if don't. nothing else, but like, yeah, I think you should watch that movie. Don't. Yeah, don't play the game. Don't. No, wait. Don't watch, watch, watch the movie. Don't, don't watch the movie by itself. Don't. Play the game and watch the movie. Or just yeah. watch the movie. I don't give a shit. I do that. Yeah, I'm in this probably. I'm going to assume Shot in the Dark, assuming it's on Crackle. Bye guys. I bet Bye it's guys. A crackle.